Welcome to the Martin and Zoe Show. Deep thoughts from shallow minds. Mentally, we wear floaties in a kiddie pool of thought. I'm Martin. And I'm Zoe. We're good friends who go to church together. We love God, we love working for Him and telling others about Him. And in between, we have a lot of fun. We may be laughing one minute and, and crying. crying the next. <laughs> Someone thought it'd be a good idea for us to do a podcast. They're so crazy. <laughs> but I think they've been painting in a room that was not properly ventilated. In this podcast, we'll be talking about God, about the Bible, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing so. Weekly episodes will be available on Tuesday mornings. We invite you to check out the church's website, parsonschurchofchrist.com, and see how we are loving God and loving people. You can also follow the church on Facebook and Instagram. So join us on the Martin and Zoe Show. Martin and Zoe Show. <laughs> it is high noon on the African savanna. The heat waves shimmer across the horizon. In the tall brown grass lie two water buffalo. We shall call the first Buffalo A and the other Buffalo B. Buffalo AB are exhibiting unusual behavior for two otherwise normal-looking water buffalo. They appear to be staring at the clouds, and they are actually commenting on their shapes. Buffalo A can be heard to say, That cloud looks like a squirrel being chased by a vacuum cleaner. Buffalo B responds, You're right, it does! Buffalo B continues, Hey, that cloud over there looks terrible, man. It looks like a train wreck. <clears throat> That's no train. It's worse. It's, it's the, the Martin and Zoe Show. Crikey. Oh, <laughs> 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 hey, brother. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing pretty good today. It's a beautiful rainy day outside. It's kind of put a damper on things. Oh, yeah, but, literally. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness we're indoors. Amen to that. Well, I'd say I'm doing pretty good, but I'd be lying because I'm ugly. <laughs> so you're just doing good. Then. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess I'm doing ugly good. That makes perfect sense. Exactly. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about uh, what I think is a very powerful passage of Scripture. It's Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. And I'm just going to read it. The Apostle Paul writes, I beseech, which that's such a funny word. So he's, I beg you, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul talks about don't being conformed to this world. As Christians, we're supposed to be different, aren't we? We are. Which, brother, I was always different <laughs> long before I became a Christian. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little different too. Uh, I was the weird kid in class making noises like animals and imitating things. And uh, both of us, uh, believe it or not, we were class clowns. <laughs> I mean, two different schools, uh, but we were class clowns wherever we went. Now I'm just a Bible class clown. <laughs> 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 and you wear it well. <clears throat> well, he says, don't be conformed to this world. So we should be different. You know, um, the world, well, in the Bible, the world represents all those things that are contrary to what God wants, to, to contrary to good, contrary to what is holy, contrary to what will get you to heaven, to be honest with you. Things of the flesh. Yeah, things of the flesh. Oh, boy. Those desires we have that uh, don't please God. 
You know, and, and the Bible gives us long lists in several places of those things that are works of the flesh. You know, things such as like anger and jealousy and things of that nature. They're things that hurt our relationship with other people and our relationship with God. And things that are, quite frankly, selfish. Really, the root of every single sin is selfishness. I think about that. I heard this several years ago, and, and it was so deep and so profound. I thought, you know, i got to try every single sin to make sure that it's true. <laughs> How selfish are you? <laughs> Where no. was I? You Man, you're selfish. <laughs> No, I didn't try them. I just sat down and thought about them. And when you think about it, <clears throat> when it comes to every single sin, it doesn't matter whether it's, let's just take murder, for example. You know, if you murder somebody, why would you do that? Well, maybe because you're angry, maybe because you don't like that person, or maybe you get some kind of sick thrill out of it. Either way, it's all about self. If it's something like gossip, gossip's all about self. Why? Well, we, we like the way it feels to tell somebody they don't know, or something they don't know. We, we like that, that idea of being the information bearer. Uh, we, we have some, some knowledge, and there's that, that weird thirst within us that we have to go tell somebody. And it's, uh, it's not a good thing. I mean, the Bible always condemns gossip. But where does it come from? It comes from that selfishness of, I got to do this, you know, and it's, it's not a good thing. The mouth is hard to control. Amen to that. It is one of the, if you ask me, it's one of the hardest things to do as a Christian. Amen. Because before you come become a Christian, you can say whatever you want to anybody you want. And I'm However not even talking about <laughs> gossip. Like, yeah. I've never really had a problem with that. But I had the problem of just telling people what I thought about them you know <laughs> so that's been kind of hard for me you know <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you know and and uh, of course you and i both growing up we said all kinds of nasty cuss words and it was a regular part of our vocab vocabularies and trying to get that out of our mind and everything it's really hard to do because i know all the sailors i offended <laughs> 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 oh, they were jealous. Man, they just kept jumping ship, you know. <laughs> we could have great cars. Hey, how bleep 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 you know, that's just the way of the world. Everyone you're around, you turn on TV, movie, music, whatever, you're hearing it everywhere. And, and uh, you know, it was just, just part of life. It's part of the world. You know, but it did. I did realize that I'm doing much better at it because I ran into someone I knew from my past life. Yeah. And he said to me, you just don't cuss anymore, do you? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I try really hard not to, you know, especially around the kids. And, you know, but it still slips, you know, oh, yeah. you stub your toe or something, you know, it just comes out natural, you yeah. know, and then you have to instantly go, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. <laughs> when you've been doing something for decades, it's hard to just flip a switch and stop doing it. I mean, how do you not cuss when you stub your toe real bad? That's one thing I haven't figured out yet. I, I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> So you start rolling around too? Is that what you <laughs> oh, my toe, my toe. I, I tend to go like, oh, that was the one that went to market. Oh, oh man. 
this little piggy ate roast beef. No wonder it's so fat, man. <laughs> Chubby toe. <laughs> oh, but there's so much. You know, James chapter 3 talks about how hard it is to tame the tongue. And it is hard because, you know, whether it's sharing gossip, saying a bad word, uh, saying things that just aren't kind to people. Um, you know, saying things that maybe there's nothing wrong with it, but maybe you've offended somebody with what you said or you hurt their feelings. You know, there, there's so many different ways we can use our tongues and, and hurt people with it. And, of course, hurt a relationship with God. And uh, so we've, you know, it's a it's a big deal. And but that kind of brings us back to Romans 12, because it all begins with a renewal of the mind. Uh, I remember when I became a Christian, stopping cussing was a big thing for me it was hard you know and and i remember that i hadn't said a word you know cuss word in in several several weeks maybe even a few months and uh, one day i was at work and this this guy came up to me and we were just talking and all of a sudden the the, the cuss word started forming in my mind and it's just like it was in slow motion you know how sometimes bad things happen it feels like it's in slow motion it was like my mind just started moving in slow motion it was like no this word was just forming I'm like you can't say that and next thing i know it comes slipping out and i'm just like what in the world why did i say that and i i knew in my head i was going to say it why didn't i stop it and it just kind of came out and and it's also funny how like when you try to replace those bad words with the words that aren't bad you just yeah. feel like a huge nerd <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i found actually to be funnier is if, like, for example, you stub your toe and people see it, they expect you to cuss. And if I just say, ouch! <laughs> a lot of people are like that. They laugh more. Then they go, what a nerd! Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yes, I am, big guy. <laughs> I'm okay with being a nerd. Yeah. I mean, hey, nerds rule. Mm. I mean, it's the smart guys that charge everything, right? So they well, rule. No wonder I'm not control anything. <laughs> Makes all sense now. You know, I wasn't smart enough to see it before. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was telling me that he, he's trying to teach us how to use things on a computer. And he was telling somebody, he said, it's like trying to teach a bunch of monkeys. I said, hey, 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 hey. The first American astronaut was a monkey. <laughs> you know, so. Monkeys probably learn technology better than I do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that I can't learn technology. I see what technology is doing to this world, and I hate it. Yeah. I hate technology so much. <laughs> I really feel like we'd be better off just doing things in person, like we used to, <laughs> personable, you know, where someone can't just text you whatever they want to text you, and there's no tone, there's no... You yeah. know, oh, you, yeah. you can't tell if they're being sarcastic. You can't tell. They're happy, angry, whatever. Yeah. I know. I miss. <laughs> we can't tell. I miss the doing things in, in person. You know, yeah. just, I, I oh, feel yeah. like we've lost something. <laughs> and not only that, a couple of days ago, I heard somebody say, maybe was a younger person, how did you get around? It's like, we use maps. How do you do that? <laughs> it's like, well, you actually open up a map, you look at it, figure out where you want to go, and you just drive that. And, but 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 how do you get anywhere? <laughs> I mean, we're so clueless because we're so used to our phones telling us what to do. Turn left. We got to remember when you used a map. You when you were going on a trip that required a map, you were usually on a road trip with a friend or something, yeah. and someone was in control of the map, and someone else drove. Exactly. And usually, what I would do is I'd actually write down the directions. Hey, we're gonna go down Highway 13. Take a ride right at the church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
we're going to take a ride at the store that used to be there, but it burnt down 10 years ago. And, you know, there was a dog that laid there one time in the road. We're going to turn there. You know? Take a left at the dead deer. Exactly. You know? <laughs> we'll be taking lots of lefts around here. <laughs> but that whole transformation of the mind, you know, when, when we... To go from a worldly way of thinking, which, you know, Zoe and I, we spent a lot of time thinking that way, to start thinking about how does God want us to be. Why well, it takes a lot of time in the Word of God to to figure that out and to figure out how do we how do we even communicate with people? How do we interact with people? Because a lot of our interactions were not very godly. You know? And uh, so you got to have this whole different mindset of trying to do what God wants and- us to do. All honesty, a lot of it has to do with just biting your tongue till it bleeds. Yeah. Because, I mean, I literally do that sometimes. I bite my tongue till it bleeds. I get home and all I can taste is blood <laughs> because I've been trying to keep my mouth shut and the only way I can do it <laughs> is to literally bite that thing, you know? <laughs> you know you love tongue sandwich. You know? <laughs> it's the only time I've ever eaten tongue, you know? But hey, I, hey, tongue sandwich tastes better than a foot in your mouth. <laughs> you know? Depends on who foot, who's foot. Uh, I can, you know, I can think of a few feet where you just might be wrong about that. <laughs> they all got jammed to me. <laughs> Little toe cheese there. Man, how do we get back on the subject of toes again? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so the transforming of the mind. You know, when, when we change the way we think about things, boy, it has a big effect on stuff. Um, you think about, for example, uh, people will sometimes just start focusing on negative things. If you just focus on negativity all the time, you notice it changes your your mood, your outlook on things, and you just kind of you just feel more depressed, kind of. You know, just like oh, all is doom, everything's awful. What's the point of going on? But if you flip that and you start focusing on the good stuff. You focus on all the good that's around. And I know sometimes it's hard because, if, especially if you watch the news, it's so full of negativity. But if you focus on the good stuff going on, and you begin to see the world a whole different way. Well, plus, man, when you focus on the bad, you don't feel like you have anything to lose. Yeah, that's true. You know, when you see the good and you're only focused on the good, I have a problem with worrying about the bad going, I mean, about the good going away. So in my past life, it was much easier just to focus on the depressing things that way. You know, I mean, you can't go down from there. You, know? <laughs> you just accept and get content yeah. with being at the bottom. You know, you don't have to worry about falling. You know, the, the Bible talks a lot about praying with thanksgiving. God wants us to find things to be thankful for. You know, it could be something as simple as thank you for the oxygen we breathe. Thank you for the food we eat. You know, something very simple like that. Then again, it could be something more, you know, much more personal that we could be thankful for. But when we find things to be thankful for, it really does change our minds. It does. Change the way we see things. It really helped me with my mindset. You know, if I start falling into that now, really, I pick up my Bible a lot of the time. I yeah. start reading. I start saying out loud what I am thankful for. And it really does help. That's a big change. You think about the serenity prayer. You know, serenity prayer, the whole idea of, you know, God, help me to accept the things I cannot change. Which is a lot. It, it really is. When you stop thinking there's a lot in this world, we really have virtually zero influence over. 
And if you just come to accept that, man, it's a, there's a relief on you. Well, the only thing I ever changed was a couple diapers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Were they your own? Uh, no wonder I hate change so much. You know? <laughs> Not yet. You know, I got at least five more years. You know? Well, depends on, you know, on how, how much I go down here. But within the next five to ten years, you know, you know, <laughs> I'll need them. Yep. You know, it all depends. Anyways, yeah. so. I'm poised. For <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but you think about uh, when we start changing the way we look at things, man. There's a huge impact on stuff. When you come to accept what you can't change, you know, uh, a good friend of, our, a friend of ours, he has this one little saying that kind of sums up the serenity prayer. It is what it is. You know, there's a lot of things that we have no control over, and it just is what it is. You, I never said that before I met him. <laughs> now I say it a lot. Yeah. And it really helps. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I've kind of learned that worrying over things that you have no control over really is like kind of hitting yourself in the face you know you're, it's not doing anybody any good it's only hurting you you know and and so that that tra that transformation of the mind renewing that mindset man it, it's a big relief when you can do that but to go from a worldly way of thinking you know and it by the way it's what the majority of the world thinks like to change that and start thinking the way that how does god want me to think how does he want me to act and that's a big adjustment and when we make that adjustment we see a lot of change in our actions uh, you know, I've said it before, but I love to read about Jesus in the Bible, to see how he dealt with people, how he interacted with, with all kinds of people, his friends, his enemies, those that society had shunned, those that society uh, favored. You know, he, he, how did he treat those people? How did he talk to people who had different beliefs than him? How did he talk to people who didn't believe in him? How did he talk to people... You know, in, in a variety of situations, those he was trying to help and, and those who weren't willing to receive that help. Um, the way that he treated people. Man, I look at all that stuff. And, and when we begin to adopt the mindset of Jesus, it begins in our minds. And then the actions will follow. And it also reminds me that I can look at people and say, you den of vipers. <laughs> I'm going to start using that more often. You know? Just walk right into the grocery store. You know, you den of vipers. <laughs> Just walk in and knock over their tables. So I, feed, I feed you walk in the grocery store. Mash up on there, my brother. <laughs> no, buy bologna and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget spaghetti. <laughs> so he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For us to do the perfect will of God, it does require a change in our mindset, the way we think, the way we, we do things, the way we talk. And it's an amazing transformation that takes place. You can take people, well, like us, <laughs> and uh, I know it's so bad. Man, you just shocked me. <laughs> you us, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and actually turn us into something good. Not good looking, but something good. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, whew. It, it's kind of hard to think that way. But, but that begins that, that transforming of the mind. 
Hey, being ugly builds character. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I truly believe if I was a good-looking guy, I wouldn't have the sense of humor I have. <laughs> when you have to look at this every morning in the mirror, if you don't gain a sense of humor. <laughs> you know, I used to think I was really good-looking, and then I bought a mirror. Anyways. Was that before you got your glasses? <laughs> like, oh, I can see. Oh, never mind. <laughs> he looked better when he was blurrier. <laughs> I look like a human Picasso painting, you know? <laughs> My nose is way over here. You know, I sat on my eyeball. <laughs> one eyeball on top of my head up here. <laughs> At least I kept both my ears, though. Well, you know? good. <laughs> when we do change our mind and, and start to think as God wants us to think, we, we prove that God's way is really the best way. It is. And, and, and it's not that God needs that proof. He doesn't need us to come along and show, oh, look, obviously God is God right. because of who we are. No, it, it proves that when we do things God's way, our lives can improve in a multitude of ways. And not only our lives, but the lives of those we come in contact with. And, you know, I, I've done things in my life that I didn't give much thought to. And, uh, Years later, I found out that just a, a an act that was, to me, just a random act of kindness that right. didn't get much thought to had a huge impact on somebody else. And uh, I guess the the one that stands out in my mind was when I was in, in college, uh, one of the guys in our dorm, uh, he, was a, he was a person that a lot of people thought was weird, didn't really accept too well. Um, and he was different, but hey, so am I. And uh, so, but he was just one of us. And come to find out, one day he didn't have a Bible. And so just a group of us, we just got together and bought a cheap Bible, and we gave it to him. You know, I didn't think much about it. It was a couple dollars, you know, whatever. And, and I didn't really give any more thought about it after we gave it to him. Years later, and man, it was probably 10 years later, uh, I ended up connecting with him on Facebook. And he put a picture of that Bible on Facebook. And, and he listed the names of us guys off who bought it for him. And he said, you have no idea how many times this book saved my life. And it was just, it, it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, you know, you never know what one little act of kindness, what it can do to impact somebody. You know, it's so funny because the first Bible I ever got was from my stepdad's stepmom. And one day, she, I'd only met her a few times. And she passed away not long after they got married. So I only met her like two or three times. Well, like the last time I saw her, she comes up to me and she just hands me a Bible. And I had never opened a Bible. I was almost 40, you know, had never even thought about opening a Bible. She hands me the Bible and I tell her, you might as well not even give me this. I'll never use it. You know, I don't need it. And she looked me dead in the eyes and she says, you will. <laughs> and it was very strange. Years later, I opened it. Yeah. And I read all the way through the Bible before I ever stepped foot in church. And I still have that Bible, and I'll never get rid of it. It uh, it was almost like she knew. Yeah. You know, but she did know. She knows everyone needs it. Amen to that. You know, it's amazing. Um, just a little act of kindness like that changed my life i yeah. mean because when i wanted to open the word of god 
I said to myself, oh, I got a Bible all the way at the back at the bottom of my closet. <laughs> it's not in the back at the bottom of my closet anymore. I have it displayed out, and now I have a whole collection of them, and I pick different ones to read on different days. Yeah, that's pretty you cool. You know? Well, that transformation that begins when we renew our minds, it even, you know, it, it, it transforms who we are, what we do, and things like that to a point where we give or we do something that we think is minor, like give a Bible to somebody. And we might not think much about it. We might not think, oh, this is ever going to make a real difference. Or maybe even holding a door for somebody. You know, something simple like that that becomes a part of who we are when we try to be who Jesus was. And when we do that, little acts that we don't give much thought to because it's a part of who we are now right. may have a huge impact on somebody else never and know you just don't know you don't um never know whose life you're changing yeah when you go out and do god's will there's you never know there, there's a, a good friend of, of my family's uh she sends me father's day cards because when she was in high school uh she was part of our youth group and uh, she had kind of a rough home life and she'd call me almost every single night and she would just talk to me for an hour or two every night and uh you know just let her talk sometimes i give her advice but mostly just let her talk and from that i mean she's giving me father's day cards you know she she realizes that uh she didn't have a father figure that was reliable that she could talk to and and uh she took advantage of that and uh i was just being nice you know but you never know and she's got a wonderful, wonderful family. Her husband is amazing. She's got a wonderful daughter, and and I'm very proud of her. And uh, if you're listening, you know who you are. And uh, but I, I am very. Uh, you just don't know what those acts will do for a person, how they'll transform their lives, how they'll change them. But it all begins with the renewing of our minds. Sometimes and also, that's like tough. those people that you see, that you first think to yourself, "Man, I really don't want to help that person." Yeah. Those are the ones that I feel like you really need to take that extra effort because I almost feel like that's Satan. Yes, you oh, know, amen, amen. Trying to stop you yeah. from getting God's word to someone who may not ever hear yeah. it if it's not from you. Or maybe somebody you think won't listen or won't appreciate what you did. My mind immediately jumps to John chapter 4, the woman at the well. One of my absolute favorite stories in the Bible. Here's a woman who'd been married five times. She's now living with another guy. Most people look at her and just written her off. Jesus didn't. Well, she probably looked at him and said, well, here's my sixth husband. Most people have written her off. And what does she end up doing? She meets Jesus. She goes into town, tells everybody, hey, I've met this. Right. I've met the Christ. And they're all like, we got to go check it out. And so the whole town goes out and, and meets Jesus, you know, and, and it came from one person right. who most people would have said, they don't deserve my time or they're not going to listen or I really don't want to talk to that person. But God, Jesus shows us. God loves everybody. Amen. God loves us all. So therefore he wants us to love all. Amen. And to do for anybody who needs help. But for all that to happen, it's got to begin right upstairs in our minds with a changing of it and the dedication to say, I'm going to live like God wants me to live. And when we do that, the heart will follow, the actions will follow, and you know what? The change in other people's lives will follow. Well, folks, we've had a good time again today. Nice talking with you. And uh, 
Think about that. Sometimes just simply all it takes to change our lives is just to change our minds in the way we think. Just remember, people, there's no telling what just a smile can do. Oh, amen, amen. A nice, friendly face. Hey, if you're at a store sometime, do the cashier a favor. Be extra nice to them. A lot of people aren't nice to cashiers. They're impatient with them, unfriendly. Be the opposite. Be, don't be conformed to this world. Be different. Be friendly to them. Put a smile on their face. It's a wonderful feeling to be able to do that. And people appreciate it. Yeah, they really do. We appreciate you for listening. Uh, we don't know who you are. We can't see you. Maybe that makes it easier. Uh, you can't see us. We know it makes it easier for you. <laughs> Face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. This is the Martin and Zoe Show. Martin and Zoe Show.